everybody, it's quarter-final Sunday, it is the Scottish Cup, we are out the shoe. We're talking this time round about the three quarter-finals that the boys from the Union are playing this Sunday. So let's kick off, first of all, we've got uh, Fergus Lee, they're travelling up to Stonywood Dice. I'm doing this at about nine o'clock, so they're probably half the way up there, know that they were leaving Mako Riggs at 730 they're going to have to perform something today. Struggled somewhat, um, again, strangely struggled somewhat against Uddingston, failing to chase 111, and they've really got to do something special there. I, th- I thought that they would chase that down. When I heard at half-time that they'd rolled Uddy for 100, 111, I thought that uh, you know they would be an absolute shoe in there for 25 points. I wonder if there was uh, something wrong with the pitch there, but uh, we'll find that out on Tuesday. We're doing the Out the Shoe again on Tuesday. Crisscross Ross is back, so we will be on the usual channels from Tuesday. So there we go, that's Fergus Lee. I spoke to Riyadh, um, got an interview, I'm going to pop that on just in a little while. And then we've got West playing against the Nails, Heriots through there. West, good result for them against East Kilbride, chasing down 147 in jig time. Ended up doing that in about 19 overs. The batting unit looked strong and uh, spoke to Youngie after the game there. So there's a bit about how West are going with regards to the Union, but also we had a fairly good chat, uh, a long chat, about Heriot's and the chances for the West boys on Sunday. And then finally, Tweeds caught up with him on Saturday morning, and we had a good long chat there about their chances at our broth. They had a reverse against Clydesdale. We'll talk about that on Tuesday, but let's kick on with the Scottish Cup special. Hello. Hi there, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. How are you? Excellent, very well, very well. Hey, what about this, eh? A week without any rain. How's that? I know. Don't jinx it, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what can happen. Well, listen, I think we're going to be okay. Um, and I think Saturday's looking fair as well. So that must be... You must be looking forward to that because that's a bit. it's a big weekend for you guys. Uddingston on Saturday and then the big quarterfinal on Sunday. Yeah, no, it's um, um, going to be two tough games. Um, as per usual... Um, especially this time of the season, so um, yeah, it'll be will be interesting. Will be very nice. Um, obviously, want to try and get a league win back after they beat us here the first time. Yeah, yeah. I think if you could pull off a double uh, and win Saturday Sunday, that does a hell of a lot for your confidence as a team moving forward in into the last uh, the last part of the season. Yeah. Um, no, definitely. Um, obviously, you know, with the league, like, it is quite tight. Um, but having said that, with, you know, not knowing what can happen, um, one loss isn't probably going to end things. Um, it does make it a hell of a lot more difficult. Um, but with the Scottish Cup, you know, if you, if you lose, you're out. Yeah, um, yeah. Essentially. Um, but, yeah, at the moment, like, our biggest focus is... You know, let's just try and take it one game at a time, uh-huh. uh, one ball at a time, and, and see where we end up. Yeah. Uh, try and give each opportunity 100%. And, you know, if we do that and we stick to, to what we need to do and, and uh, stay focused on our team, we'll, we'll be there, there and about. Yeah. So, Stonywood Dice, you're going up there. It's an early start for you guys on, on Sunday. Um, you taking the bus up there? you got uh, quite a few going up? Yeah, so we're taking the bus up. Um, We've got um, 
about 27, 28. All right. Um, in, including players, so okay. Um, fairly decent. Um, as what you would expect from uh, from Ferguson, you know. So uh, nothing different on that front. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when you came up to West, you brought a fair a fair number, but you've got a good travelling support. We do. Um, I I rate our both our home and travel support uh, very highly. You know, mm-hmm. they really get behind the boys um, as much as possible. Yeah. Whether you know whether we're successful or whether we're playing badly, um, they're always know, there. Probably the good thing about about the club is that you know not just players, but the whole club, the supporters, we all you know stick together uh, quite nicely, which um, obviously helps. Absolutely, absolutely. Do you know much? Do you know much about Stonywood Dice? Clearly, they're not having the best of seasons. Having played nine, they're at the the sharp end of of potentially a, a relegation battle. With in fact, our Broth and and Aberdeenshire played nine, won three, and and lost six. So you and um, I guess Sterling must be fancying their chances against our Broth as well because they're not setting the heather on fire either. Yeah, um, I've I've not really seen much about Stormy with Dice as a team mm-hmm. um, uh, I think they, they did have you know a couple you know some of their wins um, you know weren't just against your, your weaker teams in the east I think a couple of them have been against uh, one or two of the bigger teams um, and they have pushed it a little bit um, they do have a the only player I know from them um, is I think he's Sunning's king um, he played a couple of games for the Highlanders not a bad not a bad bowler um, right. Good skills, um, but I mean, if you look at their stats, they they're a team where you know pretty much everybody chips in mm-hmm. um, quite nicely. Everybody contributes, um, which is that's always difficult to beat um, because you you never really you're not looking at one or two guys who are scoring their runs, and you know if you get them out, then you can pretty much skip all the rest. Yeah, um, they all pretty much contribute, so. And that will be very interesting. The fella Lindsay looks as if he can play a bit. I mean, he's got a bit, I think, yeah, 286 runs uh, as far as the, the batting in the Eastern Premiership is concerned. So, obviously, he can he can hold the right end of the bat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not really seen him play uh, personally, but if you just look at the stats, yeah, he has contributed quite a fair bit. And he's um, contributed with the, uh, with the ball as well. I see that he's, he's pretty much... Bold in, in every, uh, yeah, bold, bold in every game as well. Quite a few of them um, have both contributed with bat and ball, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, it's, it's good to see from their part. Yeah, um, which is very good. A lot of you know all rounders. Um, it also makes our job quite tough um, because you know, if, for example, if one of them were to fail, you do know that they are going to come out. With the intention to make it up, yeah, uh, with a second discipline. So, um, I, I suppose it's quite difficult. To I, win. I suppose in these games it must be very difficult to actually have particular plans, given the fact that you've you've never really played them and and you only really know one of one of their players. So, I guess it must be more of a sort of generic plan that that you'll go with on Sunday. Yeah, well, it is yes and no. Um, I think with with any sort of knockout cricket, you know, you can you can plan as much as you like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether you know these players or not, um, you can put all the plans together, and you could probably, you know, execute most of them. 
to a certain extent. Um, but it's a case of it's knockout cricket. Um, and it's going to come down to who handles that pressure the best. Yeah. Um, and who sticks together as a team when that pressure's on. Because uh, there's no doubt that, obviously, both cricket's going to go up and down um, in terms of momentum. So who's going to be able to hold their nerve the longest? Yeah, I, be- I, I, completely, I completely agree with that. I think whenever you're playing any game of cricket, there's always times where you as a side are on top and there are other times when the other side are on top and I always feel that a the, t- the team that tends to come out on top is the team that handles the crucial elements the best but also stays on top for longest uh, and tries to to dominate and if they're able to dominate much more than the other team uh, when they're on top then generally speaking uh, the side that, that dominates longer will will ultimately come out on top. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, at the end of the day, you know, they they made it to the quarterfinals for, mm. for a reason. Yeah. Um, but having said that, even though we don't know much about them, um, a good ball on a good line and length to any batsman is still going to be a good ball. Um, so, you know, it's whether we know them or whether we know their strengths or their weaknesses, it's not really going to, in my opinion, doesn't really come into consideration um, because good ball is still going to be a good ball. Yeah, you've you've just got to get, you as bowlers uh, and as as a bowling unit, you've just got to hit the right lengths and then as a batting unit, you've just got to make sure that you dispatch the bad ball and and nerdle the other ones to, to see if you can get, you know, 200 plus because I think if if it's not right there it's a decent enough wicket it's quite a small ground you know 220 230 240 is is you know the kind of totals you're going to be expecting there mm-hmm. yeah I mean I've I've personally never played there before yeah um, so you know once we get there we can obviously have a look at the ground and uh, and the pitch and things like that and you know you kind of you have to assess it um, you know as the game goes on, um, in terms of what you feel on the day is going to be a decent score, and, and kind of take it from there and see if you mm-hmm. can get there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, you know, if you're batting first or you're bowling first, you'll just have to try and adapt as quickly as possible. And for sure, cope. for sure. And what kind of team have you got taking up there? Is it the same one that you that they're playing on the Saturday? Uh, same team, except for uh, Jamie and Gregor. Uh, they're out. Okay. Okay. And and who are they being replaced with? Uh, Dawood Tahir uh, plays in our twos. Good. Um, good young bowler, another Tahir. Um, another good talent, good skills. Um, and then uh, Anup uh, joined our club about two years ago. Okay. Um, good player, um, good fielder, good batsman. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it is. It, it it can be a struggle. Work commitments and, and other things to try and get the same team out on the, on the Saturday as you've you've got, or sorry, on the Sundays you've got on the Saturday. I know West. Um, we've certainly got um, Fern. Uh, John Fern isn't playing for us Saturday or Sunday. He's got work commitments. He's back on the rigs, and then uh, Johnny Oliver 
uh, has got to go down to London on Sunday, so uh, he can't play. So we've got a couple of, of guys coming in from the twos who are going to bolster our, our batting side of things. Um, so it, it really is it's so important to make sure that you've got that sort of squad and, and a good squad mentality in order to take that through on uh, on a Sunday. Yeah, no, um, that's, that's very true. Um, and obviously, with a gap between quality-wise um, or standard um, between one's cricket in the West and two's cricket in the West, there's no doubt there's a big gap. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's more a case of the culture. Um, so if you've got a good culture within the club, both ones and twos, then it's a lot easier to slot in. Yes, if that culture is the same culture within both the first and the seconds, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then it makes it a lot easier. Uh huh. Um, because the boys kind of know what you expect of them um, and what the, the players and uh, the club expects for them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're all bold bad balls, we all make mistakes, um, but we can manage with that. Um, but you can't get there and try and fix an attitude or fix a culture, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, I understand that. I understand that. And I think that is that is so important. And from, from a West perspective, I think that that has slowly and surely started to happen. Um, certainly, you know, back in the day, it was very much a, a, a ones very much stuck together. Um, did they know many of the twos players? Maybe yes. They certainly didn't know any of the threes players. Um, but now there certainly seems to be a much more cohesive club, which I think is great um, for all concerned, because uh, it means that there's not such uh, a gap mentally, I suppose, between the seconds and, and the firsts. And I think that's, you're talking there about culture, I think that's as important that twos players feel that they do have um, an ability and a mindset to be able to go and not only play in the first team, but also compete in the first team. Because if you don't have that, then they're not only worrying about, are they good enough? Um as far as technically is concerned, they're also worrying about are they good enough mentally? Uh, so at least you can deal with that side uh, and hope that they, they, they have a stellar day and, and play above themselves. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you, you need to make it a, uh, a welcoming place to be. Environment. Um, especially for, for people who maybe don't turn out uh, for your ones every Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you, you need to be able to call on them um, later on, uh, whether it be for a, the odd Saturday game or for your midweek games and for your for your uh, Sunday games. Um, so it's it's very very important that yeah, you know, no, I agree. Get that sort of thing right absolutely uh, makes it a lot easier because they feel welcome and you know that way they'll want to try their best. Whereas if they feel like an outsider. You know, you're not really going to get too much out of them. Mm-hmm. All you can ask from from any player, whether they play regularly or not so regularly, is just to you know go and try your best. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, well, listen, thanks very much for picking up the phone. That's really good of you. Um, and and best of luck on Saturday against Adi. I think everybody within the union will probably. Be, be looking at that result just to see what's happening and obviously they will be looking at the Greenock um, 
the Greenock Drumpelier game because I think that, as we've said, is probably one of the first of many 50-pointers down amongst the relegation fight. I think that if Greenock can can do the double there and get a second win in two weeks, then that really drags Drumpelier into into the mire as well. How are you thinking things are shaping up down there in the relegation? I think, like, it's going to be quite interesting, obviously, down there, for, like, you know, at the bottom of the table. But at the same time, you know, a lot of people would obviously focus on, you know, the top half of the table or your top four mm-hmm. um, or your people in, in, in the title race come, you know, the last quarter, for example. Um, but a lot of those teams will be fighting as hard as they possibly can to try and stay up and if they come up against a team who's in a title race the teams lower down they don't have that much to lose yeah there'll be no pushovers exactly yeah and you know pushed into a corner like that I wouldn't be surprised if you see a couple upsets Mm -hmm. um, now the second half um, just because of the situation either the top half of the teams are in or the bottom half um, and as I said at the start of the season you know any team can beat anyone um, and especially if you know lower down you push them into a corner I wouldn't be surprised to see if you see them you know try and jump back at you yeah yeah listen it's, it's been a great season up until now and I've got every confidence that um, as the weeks roll on into the, the final weeks it's going to be it just getting more exciting and more exciting so um, I, I'm going to let you go listen have a, a good game on Saturday and uh, best of luck on Sunday and hopefully um, when we're talking next week that we'll have three teams in the semi-finals that would be great wouldn't it that would be very nice for, for West Cricket. That would be um, probably ideal, um, really. So hopefully, hopefully, we'll see what happens. We'll cross our fingers. All right. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Sweet. See you later. Cheers, Red. Yeah, I thought you could hear me. Yes, uh-huh. loud and clear. Right. So wait a second. So you live in Edinburgh then? Yeah, yeah. I've lived there for the last few years. Oh my I've lord. Commuting through in. I usually only make it once a week. Uh huh. Uh, with travelling with work, and then just commute through in the morning for games. It's not too bad to be honest. But you end up getting up at the same time as do for work anyway. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> there are trains, trains, planes, and automobiles. You are the Steve Martin of Scottish cricket. <laughs> so we've got East Kilbride. So East Kilbride are visiting us, um, okay. and yeah, it's looking fair through here. So um, I'm not thinking. I think everybody will get played today. I mean, that's my expectation. Yeah, the weather's been the weather's been pretty good this week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think the forecast for today looked pretty good as well. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Looks... And I, and I think you'll have a good track there at Clydesdale. They always prepare something that's that's pretty much batting friendly. It, it does move about a bit. Um, so it should be a pretty high-scoring game, I think, through there. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I think we played from there last year, and I think we got we got three hundred and ten or three twenty or something like Jeez, that. Right. And we batted pretty pretty well as a team, so maybe nothing, maybe not quite as good as, as that this year. But I'm hoping we get somewhere close anyway. It'd be good for us to have a, a good batting performance this week. Yeah, yeah. So listen, I've got you on just to chat about tomorrow. Uh, you're up at our broth. Uh, what's first of all? Talk to me about your team. 
because I know we're going through to Heriot's and we've probably got two missing. Um, how how um, you at full strength for tomorrow? Um, I think I maybe have. I do have two or three missing, but yep. um, I do have a couple of guys that are kind of in that sort of first team squad that mm-hmm. are, are filling fill the gaps. So good. to be honest, we are kind of more or less full strength. Full strength. Which is good because I think I, I know that um, our both are still quite a strong side. I don't know if they're quite as strong as they maybe were a few years ago, but I know they're still a pretty good side. So I think if we're gonna we're going to take them on to try and beat them. I think we need pretty much uh, full strength. Mm. They've had a strange season. I presume you've gone through the stats, um, and the stats make very, very strange, very strange reading because they've lost. I mean, they won last week on a DL game, but they, they I think they've lost four or five on the bounce. But having said that, they're pro. I think they're pro. Is that the guy Lube? I presume he's the pro, is he? I'm not sure actually. Yeah. I, Yeah. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I know that they, they used to be able to post quite big totals. They had a very good, sort of strong, deep batting lineup and consistently got big runs, but I don't mm-hmm. think they're quite as strong as that these days. But I'll maybe have a quick look tonight um, and then just see, uh, see how they've got on and see who looks like mm-hmm. the it is one of the great things that they've got two websites, obviously one for the Union and one for the Eastern Prem, and there is just so much statistics there. So your fellow Loop, who we think is the pro, he's got three two nine. He's in fourth place as far as aggregate batting. Um, he's he's also posted two tons, so he's clearly a guy to watch out for. Um, and I think it seems to me from looking through the stats that if you can get him out. He's the sort of glue that keeps everybody together because even when he's maybe scoring a, a, a 30 or a 40, everybody else is sort of chipped in. So I think if you can get him early, then you're, you're on to something. And the interesting thing also is that of the, the, ten, the top 10 most wickets, they've got three players in the top, uh, the top 10 and the most wickets are actually... First and second are two fellas from our broth, Small and, and Ramsey. So it seems strange that they've, they've got a record of, of played nine um, and lost six. Just doesn't doesn't st- doesn't stack up at all. Yeah, so it kind of just looks like they've got a pretty solid bowling unit, but they maybe just don't quite score enough runs. Yeah. Um, to try and back it up. So to be honest, they're probably quite similar to us. I think, I think we have quite a strong bowling unit most weeks. Mm-hmm. So our batting doesn't quite... Um, quite step up so they probably actually sound like a very similar team to us um, I think I remember Ramsey I think he's left arm spinner I think I think I remember playing him a few years ago right. um, I, don't, I don't know the other guy and I don't know the name of the batter so potentially he is a, he is a pro because I've never heard him before uh-huh. um, but uh, yeah I'm looking forward to it though it should be good fun how, how do you guys feel about your chances with Harriet? with Harriet's well I have to say I, I would be happier if, if the, the two guys that are missing are, are Johnny Oliver and, and John uh, John Fern um, so right. clearly two batters that on their day can uh, can do well for us, um, yeah. but we've got Rob Corner who's come in uh, and he's been scoring runs, and, and Mike Miller must be due uh, a big score, so he he'll be playing. So two of them have come in, and it's a bit like you guys where, um, yeah, a bit like you guys where you've got a, maybe a squad of sixteen, um, and you're able to interchange, and there's not that much of a difference when you do interchange. So, yeah. um, you know, I think if we can win the toss, and I think the toss is going to be crucial, 
I think that if we can win the toss then and post a total there, I've got every confidence, a bit like you, I guess, that, that our team will be able to defend anything. Yeah, I think that's probably a fair point because when you played against us, I think the game was kind of, I think you got like 230 odd and we were 80 odd for two, but then having the two spinners in the middle to kind of tie the game down, um, I think if you posted a good total and you had 20 overs out of those two, I think you'd probably, uh, yeah, you'd really back yourself to defend, defend, uh, Anything really, and a similar thing happened when we batted with you guys. We got on to off to a reasonable start, and then you put yourself on bowling your offies and the leggy on at the other side. And once you take the pace off the ball, then you know th- there is more pressure that's put on the batting side. And I think there's there's less of an ability from a lot of teams to be able to play spin well. Yeah, definitely. We we find we find that quite a lot. Um, oh, you're you're coming in and out. You must be, you must be in a tunnel. <laughs> we'll we'll stick with it. We'll stick with it. You back with us? Yeah, sorry, just saying. That. I think the way for the spinners is if you if you get a good enough start and you can get the field pushed back, mm-hmm. you attack the spinners in the first couple of overs. Yeah. Then if you can if you can get a few guys back, you just knock it about and try and get four or five and over. But mm-hmm. the spinners come on with either new batsmen or the scores only going in sort of three, three and a half and over, and, and the field's up. It's very difficult to then push push the field back and then try and score at a good rate. And as soon as as soon as they get a couple of wickets and, and they get on top of it, it's quite difficult. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there doesn't seem to be just a general sort of chat about spinners. There doesn't seem to be an understanding from a lot of the batsmen as to actually how to play an innings against a spinner. I mean, to, to me, you've obviously got to take some sort of chance in trying to get the ball over the infield and the hope that the, the skipper, the opposing skipper, then starts to post men back. And as soon as you've as soon as you've won that battle, then that's when you need to start, you know, chipping away. Two, three, four singles at mid off, mid on, and then when the, the the bowler drops short, then that's when you've got to try and cash in. Yeah, exactly. That's it. I think, I think it's it's almost like the hardest thing to play. I think is when you have um, good spinners on the fields up. I think it's probably the hardest thing to play. But then when you have even with good spinners, when you have sort of four or three, four, five guys back, it's very easy just to, to hit gaps because if the ball's not too quick, if it's not turning too much then it's quite easy just to hit gaps and pick up sort of four or five runs and over with low-risk shots. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of, uh, it does make a really, really big difference, I think. And I think it's key to, definitely key to a lot of run chases if you can get on top of spinners in the middle overs. Because if you don't, then it's, it's very hard to chase even kind of moderate totals. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Completely agree. So I think that uh, if we can post, uh, then I'm, I'm confident. I think of all, the <clears throat> of all the games, I think we're probably quite closely matched to Harriet's. Um, I do think that Fergus Lee will should turn over Stonywood. Um, again, yeah. they they don't look as if they're playing uh, great cricket at the moment. Um, and and also our broth. If you just took it on the the league table, I think you guys have got a great chance uh, to to turn over them tomorrow. Yeah, I think I'm hoping so because I think um, I think it'll be a tough game. But again, probably a similar. Thing. Twenty-two, thirty, two, fifty, mm-hmm. um, and then again with our bowling attack, we've got pretty solid fielding outfit as well. Then if you can get one of the, one of the one or two key batsmen get spinners on, tie the game down, then we would back ourselves. So yeah, yeah. So fingers crossed, we can we can put on a good performance anyway. And wouldn't it be great to have three teams in the semi-finals? That would be fantastic. Yeah, that'd be very cool. I, I think I can't remember. I looked at the 
draw a while back, but I think if we if we win and you guys win, I think we get you in the semi. I think that's right. Yeah, I think we're in the, I think we're in the same half of the draw. Yep, that's um, right. Yeah, so that'd be fun. That'd be fun to play someone from the west again in um, in uh, semis. So that'd be good. And then Carlton, I'm guessing, are probably going to turn over Aberdeen. They're having, they're struggling as well. Uh, so I think a harder semi if if Fergus Lee get through, then a harder semi obviously for for them. Carlton look like a a good outfit this year. Yeah, I think Carlton do have a strong team, and I know that. I remember when we played because there used to be a, a Scottish League of Sixteen. I think about it's about eight years ago now, 2011. I remember playing it. Sterling and, and uh, I remember playing Aberdeen and they had quite a good outfit back then they're a really strong side mm-hmm. I think they won the East, Eastern Prem uh, a few years back but I think again they've maybe maybe been on the slide a little bit in the last few years they don't seem to be quite as strong as they used to be so uh, yeah I think you've got to say Carlton are probably favourites for that I would say yeah no I'd agree with that I would agree with that okay listen I'm not going to keep you much longer I'm going to speak to Youngie um, and get 10 minutes from him I, I spoke to Riyadh there uh, on Thursday so I'm just going to put a quick show out just with the, the three skippers for the quarters tomorrow and uh, listen best of luck and, and uh, hope you do well today and uh, I hope you uh, you get the win that you deserve on Sunday Good man look forward to it okay best of luck alright Youngy. great result today great result today yeah um, great to great to really show East Kilbride what we're properly like. I think first game of the season, um, we didn't show up to the standard that we showed up today. Um, we really set a marker today to show them what a proper team we are. I think um, both with ball and bat. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. I think certainly with the batting, uh, it was so pleasing to see uh, Braithwaite and uh, and Oliver just take on the game yeah. and and just control it. From, from ball one yeah. um, and then obviously Rory coming in and just smoking 48 uh, it was all a bit, little bit embarrassing by the end I yeah. think what is it 17 overs and, and yeah, I think, you know, 140 odd I think Rory went in and we needed 50 to win and they got 48 of them <laughs> of, thir- of 13 balls um, but I think yeah I mean I can't compliment David Braithwaite's innings enough today um, yeah. to get his first 50 for the first um, first 50 for the club um, the way he batted was brilliant and then John Oliver's innings just holding it together again he just looked at complete ease just knocking it about into the gaps mm. um, n- never looked under pressure at all he's just for such a young guy he's got such a mature head on him when yeah, he bats yeah. and it really shows through he's a good cricketer no brilliant cricketer no doubt about that so let's talk about tomorrow um, West against the Nails Heriots uh, through there at Goldenacre um, you must be feeling quite confident yeah I, I think that the reason that I would say I'm confident about tomorrow is because of our team and how we're playing. I think that I don't know enough about Heriots to know exactly what we're coming up against and how well they're doing this season as such. But I think that just knowing how how strong we are at the moment, the confidence that we're coming into the game with, the guys are playing freely, um, I, I can't really... I can't really speak highly enough of how I feel about our team at the moment mm. um, and just the kind of rhythm that we're in and if, if we can take what we've been playing on a Saturday and the Sunday games prior to this into tomorrow then I think we've got a brilliant chance Yeah They seem to be quite reliant upon their chat van der Berg I think um, they're, they're probably in a similar situation as us I think they're maybe third or fourth in the league 
Uh, they have won more games than the loss. I think they've won four. I don't know what happened this, this <clears throat> on Saturday, but they've won four and lost three. So not having a stellar season. And it does seem that when Van der Van Berg, whatever his name is, scores runs, then uh, everybody seems to work around them. Our umpire today, in fact, interestingly, umpired the Prestwick game okay. in the, the the semi-final. And did you know Prestwick pitched up with ten? No. <laughs> Prestwick pitched over the 10 and they wanted the scorer to play (laughs) (laughs) apparently the scorer can barely walk and so there was some conversation about them trying to get a runner for the scorer Uh, it's just a complete shambles anyway so I didn't know that so they've then only fielded with 10 uh, and uh, he asked, he said that we've got a pretty good chance. He wasn't that impressed. He does a fair amount of East League stuff. And interestingly, he said he's not been as impressed as he thought he would yeah. have been with a lot of the East sides. He says, um, obviously, where in Atara, um, he's still bowling. Um, I think Moore will probably play yeah. for them, left-hander. Uh, their keeper, he mentioned uh, two or three South Africans that Pete, they've got. Pete, is it Pete Ross that's their keeper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so he's a small guy. He'll was the batting um, and he said they've got a couple of twirlers but he does say that they're not so keen in rotating the strike they're very much because they've got a bit of a glass top there and an absolute you know glass uh, outfield they're very much for I can't be arsed running four (laughs) I can't be arsed running four so I honestly think that if we can, if I think toss is going to be po- important, yeah. um, and I think if we can post over two hundred, yeah. we've got to back ourselves as yeah. as a bowling unit to to defend that. One hundred percent. I mean, I think that. I mean, obviously today against East Kilbride, who would have been a much um, weaker team than the likes of Heriots, but I think that Heri- um, East Kilbride Co- East won the toss today and decided to have a bat, but we chased down. 148, almost 150 in 19 overs. I would have loved to seen what we would have done on uh-huh. had we batted first. Yeah, I think that's the first at West this season. That's the first flat, flat deck that we've played yeah. on. Yeah, um, and I expect the same from Heriots tomorrow. I uh-huh. expect it to be a flat deck, so I, I don't see any reason whatsoever that we can't bat the way we did today and if we can bat first and get a good big total on the board like you say I think we're looking at 230-250 plus yeah. um, plus the pink ball's not going to do as much yeah. which is going to obviously help the batting side yeah. I, think, I think it'll be good I think that um, I think it'll be interesting to see the likes of Rory um, on a proper flat deck mm. as well he, he's obviously scored some runs for us this season on some fairly average decks um, but for him to see it on a flat deck and even for the other guys for myself for Braithwaite and for yourself as well Johnny I think that we've got plenty of batsmen that can do a job and with it being a flatter deck you'd, you'd back ourselves to get a good total on the board oh, absolutely absolutely. I think he certainly seemed to me obviously Rory got 5-4 today against East Kilbride but he, he certainly seemed to be very motivated today and yeah. I think that was maybe down to the fact that he prepared the wicket <laughs> yeah. he sat on that roller yeah. and he rolled the shit out of the yeah. wicket all week yeah. and there was a bit in it yeah. there was a bit in it and he certainly bent his back today the big thing I think that he was saying that we've potentially been doing not necessarily saying wrong but what we have been doing this year is we've been cutting too much grass off it and he was saying that we should actually be leaving a bit, of gra- bit more grass on it so um, I think that that made it kind of fair for both teams, both black yeah, and bowling in a yeah, way. There was, yeah, yeah. It was a hard enough deck underneath the grass that you could play your shots, but the grass on top was still live, so you could get a little bit off yeah, with the yeah. ball as well. Well, so listen, was, back in the back in the day, I don't know if you might remember this, but when TA was doing a lot more on the ground, right. he was a big one 
for keeping as much grass yeah. on it as possible because yeah. we had a big seeming attack and and all the bowlers used to rock up and yeah. sometimes you couldn't see the pitch <laughs> because it was the same same colour as the outfield and the the batsmen used to go what the bloody hell's going on but I mean to some extent sometimes at Clydesdale's like that yeah. you turn up and there's a lot of grass on it but it zips through well, yeah. and then from a batting perspective you know that's what you want you yeah, want yeah. something that's going to come on to the bat and then you can get value for your shots in the outfield yeah, definitely I think that that's you could see in Rory shots, you could see in Braithwaite shots today as well that you felt you could trust the bounce and you could tr- felt you could trust the pitch, which is so you important. Could play your shots when yep. you wanted yep. to. I think a lot of the time, this at West and at other pitches this season, you never fully felt that you could trust the bounce of every single ball that you could you could play through your shots all mm-hmm, the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think today was a different a different story, and I think it will be exactly the same at Heriot's tomorrow. Um, I think it'll be a really nice pitch to play on um, and hopefully we can hopefully whether batting first or bowling first then I think that um, we can we can either set a big total or we can chase down a total as well with the team we've got and a, and a few well Kent faces coming through on the on the train I think the bus has been cancelled yeah. and they now all have to schlep it through on the, the yeah. train so I think the Banky boys are, are coming through good and, and the Bankies are always there so always great to see them uh-huh. there and there'll be a few of the uh, lagger louts like well, Chris I, Ross and that well I think through. they're calling them the Partick Monkeys now. <laughs> right. There's a whole crowd of Partick Monkeys, so they are coming through in the ten thirty. Yeah. So it should be good. It if, should if be I've good. Got any word of advice for Harriet's? I wouldn't let them up in the balcony. <laughs> no, no, and don't serve them any alcohol. No, exactly. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so we've got Fergus Lee against Stonywood. What do you think is going to happen there? Um, I've not seen a lot of Stonywood's uh, scores and things this this year. No. Um, I, I think they still obviously have the likes of Jan and. Uh, one of the Kutzer brothers that are still doing well for their first team mm. up there. Um, but struggling this year? Yeah, I yeah, think... I think third, they, second bottom, third right, bottom. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think they're struggling. Fergusley, obviously, today would have been disappointed as well. Having bowled Arinston out for 111, they probably thought that that's a total they should chase, but they mm. lost by 20-odd runs. What? Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, Arinston 111 all out, and Fergusley 90 or 80-odd all out or something Jesus. like that. So... That's a couple of weeks in a row. Presswick only got 90 against them the other week and Fergus they didn't chase it down either. That's so, really odd, isn't it? Yeah. Because I think that would have been a good track. Not much rain yeah. about. It's been, it's been a dry week or two, so I think you'd like to have thought that Uddingston have had a flat deck. I mean, always a lovely place to play cricket, Uddingston. Wow, that's a shock, because um, I heard at half-time, they're 111, I thought, well, you've got to back Fergus Lee. No, you would have thought so, yeah. I mean, okay. they've, they've got enough players to get 111 runs, but... Um, Obviously, so I wonder if they'll slip away now. Yeah. That's them lost three. It'd be interesting to see if they, uh, if there may be a team that struggle on the chase, and there may be a team that are much better at setting a total. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think that was another great thing for us today. I think we've been a team that in the past have potentially struggled in the chase, but a couple of times this year now we've chased and we've chased comfortably. Mm. One or two wicket losses yep. and, and winning with overs to spare. Uh-huh. Um, so I think it's it's building the guys' confidence as well to be happy to bat or bowl first yeah, and nobody's really true. concerned but I think true. that it used to be a little bit like oh when the toss went up if we weren't batting first there was a little bit of like oh no we're going to have to chase yeah, but I think yeah. that's gone now I think that we're in a stronger position to, to make sure that we can get over okay. the line either way and then Sterling the other one uh, with the West team Sterling against Arbroath Sterling got to go up to Arbroath yeah I think I think that'll be too much for Sterling um, but having said that I was speaking to a couple of guys today and they were saying that our both have been struggling this year as mm. well they're well they're not, second bottom as well they're not quite the team that they used to be they used nope, to be a really nope. really strong team but again a difficult place to go up there yeah, and a lovely place to play cricket as mm, well that would be a right. good deck up there 
um, the best the best teas after West <laughs> up at Arbroath. Are they? Oh, unbelievable! Full fresh salmon, the lot. It's just oh, they put on a real spread. A George salmon. A <laughs> George salmon, an absolute <laughs> George. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, great, great time. All up right, there. okay. All right, well, listen, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks very much for your time, and uh, yeah, great result today for you guys. Yeah, great result, and uh, on marching on to tomorrow. So you see that I mashed the three three uh, interviews together, really struggling time-wise. As I say, I've got to get down to West for 9.30 to travel through to Heriot's. What do I think is going to happen? I do think, even though Fergus Lee had that reverse against Uddingston, I do think that they'll be too strong for Stonywood. I think West, if the batting unit fires, I think probably they've got a better bowling attack than Heriot's. So I'm back in West on that one. And then Sterling... I really can't see much past uh, our broth. I think it's a difficult place to go to. I think that they fire irregularly as far as their batting unit is concerned. They've got a great pro in uh, the fellow Lube and uh, they seem to have quite a strong bowling attack. So I think that will be an upset if Sterling go through. But you know what? There's so many times where clubs are struggling in the league and they just get a result on a Sunday so let's hope that on Tuesday we're talking about three great results for the West I'm going to sign off